Welcome to Episode 2 with National Leader of the Month, Luann Mitchell-Halter. Here in Episode 2, I, Brian McCormick, ask Luann to discuss the traits most important in a leader, what organizations can do to encourage or stifle leaders, what lessons she has discerned from the challenges she faced in her life, the important advice she received from her mother, and also listen to a poem Luann highly recommends and hear her explain how its message applies to our lives. What about the traits you consider most important in a leader? You had mentioned integrity and compassion. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about why integrity and compassion. Well, there are a lot of people who, oh boy, we could use the words false prophets, um, who, you know, we've seen it over and over again. I was just watching a newscast last evening um, with someone who, um, through a life circumstance, ended up, you know, suing someone else and getting millions of dollars. And um, and then they went out, beat their girlfriend, um, hurt that, that woman's child, and then um, went out and shot a gun at someone else. So so it's not just around one element like um oh they made a lot of money so they're they're great. Um to me it's it's really more around that's something wonderful but it's also all around giving back. And I mean giving back by rolling up your shirt sleeves. Um you know, I uh we we always take our family we do a Christmas dinner um every year and um we take it out. Um uh, my husband now he goes out he he carries, you know, I'll never forget, these two little boys ran out in the snow. They didn't have a daddy uh, but bare feet, and he carried them one in each arm back into the house and read to them from his children's book. And uh, I I myself serve the dinner to this family, um, and we do this every year as opposed to just, you know, dropping some money in a bin. Not that that's wrong. It's, it's a good thing if you can. But there's more to this life, and it's called rolling up your shirt sleeves and maybe you got to get dirty now and then. Um, but if you can bring love and you can show love and you can be an example of love, um, I, I'm certain those two little boys, because uh, my husband carried them in the house and read to them and we set up a Christmas tree for them, um, I, I'm certain I'm certain that they know now the love of a man. And there's another uh, professional NFL player who's just a great fellow. I had the great honor and privilege of keynoting for a group he started called the Safety Net Foundation in Dallas, Texas. And uh, he helps single moms out there. And uh, i, I got to tell you, I was there with those ladies, and he stuffed their Christmas stockings with, with my books. And um, I was their keynote speaker, and I, I cried my eyes out. This is a single 25-year-old young man who... Um, Who's going out on a limb to help single moms and take wow. their kids out and throw football with them? And you know, I think we need positive role models, particularly gentlemen. Um, I, I think one of the most impressive things in this whole world is a good daddy, a good daddy, and a, and a strong, a strong, solid uh, parental leadership uh, is. Uh, it's been a foundation in my life. Uh, I want to pass that on. And uh, and I think that that's that's the bottom line of of the whole the whole gift of this life is to pass it on, give back, and roll the shirt sleeves up and get dirty. Don't think you can't because you don't maybe you didn't make the as much money as your next door neighbor. Um, 
You know, if anyone rewrote the Joneses thing, Brian, it would be Charlie Tremendous, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, keeping up with the Joneses <laughs> means a whole, has a whole new meaning now. It means living with integrity, living by design, and uh, doing good work as best you can in this life. And uh, gosh darn, I, I want to do that. So who I am curious, who is that NFL player who... Yeah, isn't that marvelous? Yeah. That's uh, number 31 on the Dallas Cowboys, a young man by the name of Roy Williams, and wow. uh, he really deserves a standing ovation. Uh, you know, it's uh, when I was there, and he was uh, holding those, those little children, and he takes a busload of little boys uh, over to uh, University of Oklahoma, hmm. where he attended, and he throws the football around. He gives hope to boys. He who maybe don't have a positive male role model in their lives. Yeah. And uh I gotta tell you, he he uh he just really he just really rock and rolls out there and I, I, I know there's there's other young men and and gentlemen of all ages uh, but I really think we need a, a strong male foundation in this world and I gotta tell you, um I had a great daddy in my world and uh I'm grateful for that but uh, boy some people don't, you know, and uh we need to be able to say that leadership starts with each and every one of us in the best way we can. And so I've been blessed to see a few of them. Sure. Yeah. Can you talk a little more about what organizations can do in your estimation that either encourages leaders or stifles them? Well, first of all, I think that we have to look at the the, the big picture in this life. And one of the big picture, um, let's just say new, but I know it's not brand new, but it, but it's new perspectives that are coming forward are to act responsibly on behalf of Mother Earth as well. And we're seeing a lot of corporations who are stepping up to the plate with that. I'm in uh, California, and here in California there's a lot of people who are um, just really, you know, under the leadership with Governor Schwarzenegger, uh, stepping up to the plate, doing good things, um, shutting their lights off, getting lower wattage, uh, maybe carpooling, doing those sorts of things, and so carry over with uh, certainly solid uh, uh, foundations, uh, acting with that integrity, doing good business relations, um, doing good work for their employees, uh, looking at corporate families like a real family, and also taking a look at people that they admire, like I have through these books, like Think and Grow Rich, uh, through Life is Tremendous, uh, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway, et cetera, et cetera. And there are many, many more. But by doing that, we're able to say, what could I embody from these leaders so that I can actually incorporate that into my life and become a leader in my own right by following those who achieved it by doing and honoring other people? I like to think of it like this, that my freedom ends where someone else's nose begins, as long as they're not harming this planet or harming a child or another person. And so if I can act to do good works, to grow wealth, to grow inspiration, um, it's not just around um, what I could buy with that. I mean, I, I own some pretty nice toys, but but my life isn't around the toys, uh and it, it it isn't, though, denied as a result of toys. I don't think that anyone needs to feel guilty, but I think that we do need to do good work. We need to keep it real. And if your life suddenly um, somehow switches to thinking that that's all that this game is around uh, with leaders, well, then maybe you need to go reread something or, or find a new book. Sure. Absolutely. 
when asked about challenges to your leadership, uh, when when it was challenged, I, I thought it was very very true. You mentioned that we're all constantly bombarded with daily opportunities to become less than we're capable of being. So my question is, can you talk a little bit about one? Why is that that we're constantly uh, given that opportunity to maybe stumble, or, or what causes that? And then any other words of advice um, in addition to those you've shared already in terms of how we can continue to step up to those challenges successfully? Well, first of all, I think that we have to view challenges as opportunities. So it, it all boils down for me into the perspective I make of what's happening. So if I look at something, it becomes insurmountable. If it If it's... You know, there's a theory, and I really subscribe to it. It goes like this. There's a gentleman in an art gallery, and he's looking at the most magnificent painting the world has ever seen. It's worth a fortune. And he's in the gallery, but his attitude is like this. He's looking at this magnificent painting, and he's looking at it, and then he has to move closer to it, and then he puts his hand up and says, there's a little black speck right there. Black speck. What's that black speck doing on it? He lost sight of the big, magnificent beauty of the piece of art, the opportunity, because he that it has a little black speck on it. So I like to take a look at issues or, or things that present themselves in my life as, as what I call the little black speck syndrome. Is it really that important? Is it really that big as I'm giving it credence as being? And I need to step back sometimes, take a new vantage point, maybe even an aerial view periodically. Uh, it's like standing at the base of a skyscraper. When you look up, you can get dizzy, and it can just look absolutely overwhelming. And when you're flying over a city, all of a sudden, yeah, it's big, but, but it's down there. And it's, look at that. You can see a lot more. So I like to stop, step back, sometimes even take an aerial view. And remember that guy in the museum who forgot to look at the magnificence of the painting, I don't want to ever forget to look at the magnificence of my opportunities, of this life, of those good people that deserve credence, and, and really to be celebrated because there's some little speck, some little black dot that's preoccupying all my time. Because that's also, I believe, how we can manifest illness. And I really, I need to be healthy. Certainly they say healthy, wealthy, and wise. But uh, I think all of that comes back to play with what's your attitude. What are you doing? What are you appreciating and what are you forgetting? I, I want to remember to stay humble, but also to remember that i got a lot to give thanks for. I want gratitude to rule my day every day. <laughs> well said. Mm. <laughs> I, True. I mean, you... Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with, with the wisdom you have to share and... and Feel blessed to be hearing it today myself and, and looking uh, forward to sharing that with others through the website. So thank you uh, for that, Luann. Uh, and you too, Brian. What a gift for me to be on with you. <laughs> um, can you talk about the important piece of advice that your mother gave you? Oh, yeah. This, uh, well, I get emotional because there's been many. But when she would say, it's a blessing in disguise. She used to really get my goat. Mm. Because I used, to, I used to get my feathers ruffled. 
And I would come to her, and I would want her to feel sorry for me and commiserate. And my mother, by the way, I'm I'm a very petite woman. Um, I'm physically petite. And my mother I wasn't very tall, but she was a heavy woman. And she she was maybe five feet one. She was maybe 250 pounds. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, five feet four and a half. And I'm probably around, oh, 112, somewhere in there. Sure. And my mom used to, she used to teasingly call me Skinny Minnie. And I used to look at her, and we used to kid each other. We'd do the Jack Spratt jokes. We'd share plates. <laughs> and we would giggle. But I would say to my mother, Mom, you know, you know, this, this, this. I'd start preaching, and I'd say to her, well, maybe we'll go somewhere, because I want you to live a long life and do this and this. And my mother would say, Luann, I've had five children. I've done this. I've done that. And I have every right to be comfortable in my skin just like you are and to do what I want to do. And I would say to her, Mom, you know, it would be this, this. And then she would stop me short, and she would say, it's a blessing in disguise, Luann. It's a blessing in disguise. You see, we need to learn to not look at people and judge them. Don't look at me and judge me. I won't look at you and judge you. But what we can know so we could celebrate each other because it's a blessing in disguise that people are different. Sometimes we look at different people that aren't exactly like us, and we say, oh, i got to fight that. i got to, you know, convert that. i got to change that. I, it's my job to do something about that. And my mother really taught me a lot by saying it's a blessing in disguise. And I really carried that with me throughout my life a lot because there were things that I look at and I would think were wrong with the world or wrong with the picture or, you know, now I got teenagers and, you know, it's, it's been said, Brian, that sometimes it's as tough to raise a teenager as it is to nail jello to a tree. <laughs> 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 and I've had to put my hammer down more than once and say, okay, I'm not going to nail this jello to a tree, so I just give it up. <laughs> and, and, and my kids go, Mom, Remember, you know, because my mother said it to them, too. She'd say, remember what grandmother would say when she was um, alive with us, and she would say it's a blessing in disguise. And so I remember that now, and it takes me back, as I say, to Oswald Chambers, when he said, this is not intended for you at all. Charlie Tremendous Jones says, you know, you're the same person five years from now as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. And I look at leaders that I've admired and people that I've learned from and my father and his Alzheimer's disease. I mean, by the time I was in junior high, my dad, he didn't know who I was, but he could still do complicated mathematical equations and mathematical genius. Hmm. And I would think, this isn't fair. He's such a good man. And I'm I'm a young, yeah, I'm only a, in junior high. I, I want to have my dad. And I would think, I would feel cheated. And I know there's a lot of people who feel cheated. I know when when my husband died and I was just in my early 30s and I had three young kids and I would think, and I know there are a lot of young widows out there and, and widows in general and, and widowers, and they, they feel cheated because, there's a, I don't I, I, my myself, I think, what is, some of these schmucks in the world, they're going to live forever, you know, Ryan? And, right. and then the people, you know, we've heard it said they die young and that's not fair. And, and it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's a little black dot syndrome again. And and then I think of, of the wisdom of my mom 
when I got fired from my first job, and I remember calling her in tears, and I said, Mom, I work so hard here, and I, I'm really, I'm really, I've, I've acted with integrity, and I've done so much, I couldn't believe they called me in, and, and, they, and they didn't even have a reason. They just said, we're just going to have to let you go. And my mother said, Luann, it's a blessing in disguise. How many times do I have to tell you? And I said, Mom, you're going to say it out again. Do you drive me crazy? Well, within a very short time, I had a much better job. It led me to a whole new area of expertise. And um, you know what? Every darn time she was right. And that used to get my goat. But now I surrender to that, and I'll be doggone. It's like Carol Burnett said, Brian. She said one morning she woke up, and she put her arm through her sleeve, and out came her mother's hand. (laughs) (laughs) And I see myself doing that with my kids periodically, and then I think, holy smokes. Some of those things I hated, they carried so much darn wisdom, and I'm just grateful to know that maybe we're not exactly alike, but yeah, <laughs> it just might be a blessing in disguise every now and then. So don't don't be so busy fighting and swimming against the stream uh, every now and then. Um, it's going to be fun to, to, like the surfers do, just catch a wave. For your story, you had shared a poem titled, Which Am I? And I'm yeah. wondering... I think that'd be valuable to share that poem. I'm wondering if you have it in front of you where you could maybe read it and comment on it. Otherwise, I could read it and you could comment on it. Yeah, would you read it? Because I love listening to it. It really, it really, um, I, I would love to close my eyes and listen to you read it. It, it really drives me out. I, I love that poem. Okay. I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a hoe heave to and a hearty o, they swung a beam, and the sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, like the ones you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no indeed, common labor's all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I the builder who works with care, measuring life with a rule and square? Am I shaping my deeds to a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or am I the wrecker who walks the town, content with the labor of tearing down? Which am I? Which are you? That poem is a poem that I read after I sold uh, my company, and I had, uh, at the Christmas party, uh, an announcement. I had some of our retired uh, folks, and I had uh, our employees who had worked so diligently and so hard alongside with me, because certainly I did not turn the company around just by myself. It was a team of people. And I read them that poem, and uh, I uh, I really felt I wanted to be with them forever. I, I didn't want to ever go, but I knew that the little role that I had in growing the company had been served. I had secured it. I knew I had it grown to the level that I'd met my goal, which was that someone would have to be a complete idiot to ever go in there and shut it down or hurt those people or hurt those jobs or hurt the growth Hmm. and hurt the world at large. Because, you know, here in North America, we've got, and and they really get taken for granted sometimes, some of the best producers in the world are agricultural-based, second to none, and uh, as a woman in agriculture, i got to tell you, uh, for taking the food product to the world, uh, our gourmet food, I was so proud. I, and I, I think of it on the level of the, the farming communities uh, all the way to the corporate. And sometimes we'd be 
considered adversarial. Uh, certainly, meat packers and the producers and the the uh, the the consumers who buy the products in grocery stores or off of a food service menu in a restaurant or a hotel or what have you. Um, we're not adversarial. We are, in fact, uh, in a lineup together. And we got the best in the world. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud all the way from the farm to the plate. Uh, when I read that to our people, I also had uh, brought in as investors. It was the first time ever done in a facility like that. Uh, some of the actual producers from the farm had bought into our corporation. Uh, and, wow, I, I loved going to see them. And, uh, you know, I can, I can don stiletto shoes and some nice gowns uh, and do the ball like a princess, but I can put my rubber boots on and my and my overalls and my plaid shirts and go and muck around on the farm too. And I, I think that each and every one of us, uh, we don't just wear several hats, we have within us to really keep it real. And I know I said that earlier and I'm going to say it again because we have to celebrate each other because without all the componentry, like in that poem, and the roles that we play, we have to understand that we've got teams of people doing things. They're either tearing down or they're building. And unless we recognize, understand, and celebrate all of those components that make the whole and make the success of the leaderships, the leaders, they didn't act all alone. You know, they got people working with them. And uh, we need leaders, but we also need all the people who are working alongside their leaders in their own right. And so everyone in our corporation was a leader with me. And uh, I celebrate them, and they've helped me grow to be so much bigger. And I miss them a lot, you know, my corporate family. Uh, from that particular corporation, I've had to move on, and uh, and they're moving on. And now the company's just ticking along, and it's because all of us came together. So I, I listened to that poem. I remember reading it. Um, I remember the standing ovation after that. But it was a standing ovation I gave back to them as well because it really celebrates to me the coming together of so many and the recognition of the roles that we play. Hmm. Well said. Yeah, so true. So my question for you now, Luann, is if there's any other question you'd like to touch on, I, I kind of had selected some of, some of my favorite responses that you had shared and, and asked you to just expand on those. Were there any other ones that we didn't touch on that you think would be valuable for people to hear about? Uh, I don't think so. I think you did a stellar job. Uh, the whole idea of, of uh, just however many spins around the sun we all have, um, you know, we're, we're here, we're doing it together. We're on this planet together right now. We're all visitors here in this life. Uh, so I, I think that uh, you've, really, you've really done a nice broad brush make sure we touched on several of those elements. Okay. Yeah. Well, terrific. Super. Uh, well, it was, I just want to tell you again what a pleasure it was to have a few minutes to visit with you today. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm, I'm humbled and uh, deeply moved that, uh, that I could be a part of the Leader Network with you, and, uh, and I congratulate you on all your great works. And God bless you for, for all the wonderful things you've done, and, and thank you for including me. Well, thank you, Luann, and, and God bless you, too. I've got to shoot an email off to Charlie Jones thanking him for, for uh, 
turning me on, so to speak, to, to your wonderful wisdom and, and leadership. So I appreciate that and wish you the best with continuing to provide that and, and spread your wonderful message around the world. Thank you so much, Brian, and the same to you, my friend. That concludes the podcast with National Leader of the Month, Luann Mitchell-Halter. Come back next month for another edition of the Leadership Podcast Series from leadernetwork.org.